Praise God. How are you doing this uh, afternoon? Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Renee is shaking her head. Oh, just, uh, just a laptop. I don't need that. We need to know that. We need to know that we're not stopping until. Because there's a thing, once you make up your mind, the Father knows when you made up your mind. I often, when I talk to Dr. Hardy, she would say that often. She says, the Father knows. <laughs> once I made up my mind, then it's a done deal. And it's important to do that. Because we have to come to a place where once we make up our mind, hey, I'm not looking back. You need something has to break. Something has to happen. I do not know what it is, but I'm believing by faith that something is going to take place. Hallelujah. That's the place we need to, to, to arrive as God's children. And I believe we are there. You know, we are there already. We are there already. It's just a matter of knowing. Because you can be at a place, but you just don't know your place. You still don't know your place. You know how sometimes you get to an event? You're there at the event, but you still haven't found a seat. <laughs> so you need to find your seat and knowing that, A, I'm seated in heavenly place. I'm seated far above all things. When I make command, heaven moves in my behalf. The angels are there to respond to my needs. Because that's the authority that the Father has given us. Amen? Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you, Father, for your word that is getting ready, Father God, to be delivered to your children, Father. Father, I do not know anything, Father, for I am simply a vessel. But I ask, Father God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you may use me. May your word flows out of my mouth like a living water, Father. And that may your children, Father God, that comes, Father God, with expectation, expecting, Father, a, great, a breakthrough, Father God, expecting something to move in their life, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that the, your word, Father God, flows to the heart, that it break every chain, that it moves every mountain, Father God, that it tear down, Father God, every wall, that Father, that they may be facing in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give it up for the Father this, you know, this afternoon. We've got to give it up for him, huh? Let's give it up for him. He is awesome. Isn't he awesome? Isn't he awesome and faithful over his children? Amen? He is faithful and awesome. Awesome is his name. Faithful is his name. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Apostle, for reminding me. You need to. <laughs> He's like, oh, time is... Okay. That's good. I don't know what seven... 717 means, but uh, somebody could look it up because <laughs> that's what time it is. <laughs> if Q was here, he would have told me, yeah, this, 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 this. But I'm sure there's a lot of numbers people here. So. There we go. So um, last week, um, we, well, not last week, two weeks ago, we, we uh, started a series, a um, series that it was about faith. And the interesting thing about it is that the series was only was supposed to be two message. Um, I counted. I already had planned just two message. 
But I knew that the Holy Spirit always does things. You know, we'll plan, but the Holy Spirit always moves differently. So, um, and interesting is that last week, the Father, um, I had a whole message. I already had a whole message finished for today. But he hijacked um, my mind. He hijacked me this morning because he wanted me to finish something that I started last week. Because he knows that somebody came with an expectation. Somebody needs to hear that word. And often it may not be for the whole room, or it may not be for right now, but it's always important whenever the word of God is spoken. It, 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 it is live. So that word that is spoken, it is live in you. So even though you may not in the moment feel like that you that it pertains to you, but it's definitely down the word, it's working in you. Um, so last week we, uh, we talked about a few, we ran down a numbers of different level of faith or different types of faith. Um, and one of the one that we particularly focused on was faith in action. And this week I was going to break them down, but the father wanted me to go back to, wanted me to do something else today. He wanted me to, it's still going to be in the same series, um, uh, which is faith, but, um, but it's going to be about um, our message today, or um, title for today is formula. It's quite simple, but there's a lot to it. It's formula. And the whole concept is that when you apply obedience, because we're still talking about faith, when we apply obedience and faith formula, it gives you an outcome. And everything that the Father does, there's always a number. He always, there's always a code. The Father, it's very detailed. The Father doesn't do nothing out of the ordinary. When he spoke, he doesn't, I think uh, a pastor mentioned that uh, recently. I'm going to use it. I know he doesn't like that, but I would like to use that. (laughs) Like, the Father doesn't say anything without a purpose, without having a specific agenda or a reason behind it. We say a lot. Sometimes I'm trying to say one word, I'll probably say 500 words. That's just Kirby. But, um, <laughs> but the Father is very specific on the things that he's trying to say, trying to do. There's no word that is written, no instruction, no information he gives you is just vague. He didn't have, it's not like he, had, he didn't have nothing better to do and he gave you a dream or he sent you a message. You receive a, a prophetic word. There's always an instruction. There's always... There's always a next step. There's always a follow-up. There's always um, a part that we have to take place with, that we have to do. Because he's always talking, he's always giving instruction, and those instructions are not vague. So, this week, last week we talked about more in regards to taking your faith or taking your life serious. The Bible talks about where, hey, I've given you, I put before you life and death. Make a choice. Make a decision. Choose what side you want to be on. And when you choose that side, you need faith in order to walk into it. And faith is part of it. The moment you enter into the relationship with God, with the Father, because we make up our mind, we say this is what we want, then we have to follow all the 
bylaws, all the step process. It's like going into a job. We can't say, that, you know, I'm going to work for this company and then I don't want to follow the rules. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's either you don't work for them, you know, you start your own business, <laughs> or you work for the company, you respect and follow the bylaws. It's the same with this relationship. When we enter this relationship, there are rules and regulation. This is his Abba. He set the rules. And, and a lot of those rules, or to get to the next level, we have to abide by those rules. And a whole life, I've come to realize that a whole life is the next level. This is a whole next level. So every step, there's always a next step. It never, it never stops. So there's the only, a final step will be when we die, when we go to heaven or afterlife. But until then, there's always a next step. And if you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. Because even when you stand still, you're moving backward. Because often, hey, you know what, if you, I've come, even in, of course, specifically more so in business, if you're not progressing, if last year you make 1,000 and this year, and next year, 10 years later, you're make it, making 1,000, you are, actually, you are losing because the value of a lot of things are moving. Um, amen? So that being said, those same principles apply in our daily lives as believers, as God's children. We have to constantly grow. This is a constant growing. And in order for us to get to those things, we have to use God's formula. Hey, you know what? In order for us to, if I want to get to where he's going, where he want me to be in this particular series, we got to, you have to be obedient. You have to be obedient and use faith. In fact, you can add this on your note. True faith manifests only in obedience. True faith manifests only in obedience. For my note takers. <laughs> and the second um, note that uh, you know thing I want you to write down is. Your level of obedience equal your level of faith. <laughs> your level of obedience equal your level of faith. Most of the time we have a tendency of thinking that I have faith or you have faith. But I don't necessarily have to do the things or I don't have to obey. And one thing, we don't, we don't, I don't have to obey. And one thing I want to go back to where I want to add on that to, is if you're not being obedient to what the Father tells you, you're being disobedient. You're rejecting his instruction. I know that sounds quite simple. It's like, okay. But that literally tells you that, hey, you know what, I don't want to be part of your your company. I don't want to be part of your, your household, of your kingdom. Because you can only break so many rules. 
and it speaks allowance about your level of maturity. The beauty about this relationship is the father used his love never runs out. So he understands the level that we are, and he was going to meet us right where we are. But there is no promotion. So let's, um, we're going to, our first verse for today is Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not by yourself, it is the gift of God. Saving faith is the faith God imparted to the believers for salvation. The reason I bring that verse is to begin with the level of faith that you have in you. The Father put it in there to start you off. He gives you that faith. And the beauty about that, and it goes further down, it says, God imparted to the to the believers, faith for salvation. And we understand salvation. So not only that you're saved, but now he's actually, he gives you a different level of faith so you can walk into your purpose and your destiny. So you can claim your inheritance. So now, he already pretty much did the work for you. He's like, you know what, I'm giving you, not just, now you don't only, only have faith, just, you're not just saved from sin and death. But now I'm actually, I give you a level of grace, a level of faith for salvation, so that you can also claim your purpose and your destiny. So this is not just a, a you know what, you and this family and this relationship, you don't get access. Now he's giving you also access for salvation, But the reason, but the one thing that most of us missed out on, the reason why most of the time we don't get, we don't receive the things that the Father intentionally desired for us to have is our disobedience. And we're going to see how much of disobedience, often we don't think about, like, you know, the smallest things that we don't do, we don't think, we don't often put it, you know, have it in perspective how much it affects us or keep us um, stagnant or not moving forward or, you know, sometimes we find ourselves five years, ten years later in the same place. The Father still loves us. That love doesn't go away. But by now, even Paul talks about, by now, you know what, you should have been, you know, you should have been able to eat some solid food. But I'm still giving you the same food because that's where you are. So I have to deal with you right where you are. We're fine. No hard feeling. We're good to go. But I can only deal with, right where, deal with you right where you are. And after a while in life, as God's children, for those of us, those of us, and we are all of us, we are being led by the Holy Spirit because that's what the, you know, that's what the Word says. That the fact that we are God's children, the Holy Spirit is always ministering to us. Now the question is, I'm pretty sure that he's ministering to you that, hey, you know what, you're being stagnant. You're not moving. You missed out. So if you're still living the same life 10, 20 years later, what is the Holy Spirit ministering to to you? And how are you responding? More likely, if you find yourself 10 years later in the same place, 
that means you're being disobedient. Amen? And often that, you know, we may not want to use that term because it can be harsh, but we're being disobedient. We're not listening. You know, but sometimes tough love is good. We need to hear it, to remind ourselves, okay, you know, get it together. Let's look at it in Titus 1, verse 14 through 15. Our main focus verse is going to be 16. I'm sorry, 14 through 16. Actually, I got it wrong. Is 15 through 16. There we go. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted, there's a version that says to the pure of heart, all things are pure. But to those that are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are corrupted. Because they do not believe all things. Everything they see, it doesn't make sense. Everything they see is corrupted. Because they do not believe, both their mind and conscience are corrupted. In 16 it says, they claim to know God, but by their action... (laughs) They deny him. They claim to know him, for example, perfect example. <laughs> I'm going to go to a place that most of us probably you know, familiar with. The Father's giving you dreams. Open dreams, dream dreams, <laughs> vision about what to do. Because one thing we have to be, if we're being honest to ourselves, the Father's always telling us things. He said he will not leave you. He's not going to leave us blind of, of the truth. He's not, we're not ignorant of what the enemy's doing. My sheep know my voice. So that means if we know his voice, we know when he's talking. But this verse is telling us quite the opposite. Well, he's telling us the opposite, but he's telling us something about ourselves. They claim to know God, but their action, but by their action, they deny him. What was the last instruction he gave you? Did you do it? Because that would be your action. He told you to do something, you didn't do it, but yet you're claiming that you know him. That means you don't know him because, I mean, perfect example. If I come here and some Dr. Hardy gave me, she told me, to, hey, you know what, or let's say Dr. Hardy, an apostle, told me, hey, you know, go to my house, get, um, get my car for me. <laughs> and I've been around him for, for quite some time. We built a relationship. I can trust him. If they gave me the car, the, the key to the house to go do something, and I end up doing quite the opposite. I do quite the opposite. You know, that means that I'm, I'm pretty much telling them that, you know what, they literally trust, they lose that, their trust in me, and my action is telling them that, you know what, I really don't believe in the person, their character. 
I claim to say that I trust in them. These are my people. Those are my friends. You know, I can hang out with them, you know, all that kinds of stuff. But my action is telling me quite, it's telling the opposite. I really don't trust them. I can't trust you. So this is what it's saying. They claim to know him, but by their action, they deny him. Do you really believe in your father? Do you really believe those instructions you received the last time was for him, from, from him? Because had you did, and you know, you claim that he's all those things. He is almighty. He is powerful. You know, you know he who started, he is going to finish. You know, he's going to come through all those things. I'm saying all these things, but yet he gave me an instruction. I don't make any action. That is telling me that I don't trust. I trust in him and all those other things except for when he gave me an instruction. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Why? Because they don't take instruction. They're not obedient. They're saying one thing but not doing it. Disobedient equals unbelief. Write that down. So we're talking about formulas, so I'm giving you formulas. When you disobey, you're pretty much saying that I don't believe. You may not think that's what you're saying, but that's what you said. That's, that's what you've been saying. <laughs> I don't believe, or I haven't yet believed you in that particular area. Sometimes you believe in him. Most of us, we do believe. But I just don't believe you in that area yet. I haven't mastered that area yet. I believe you can do this. I believe you can give me food, but I don't think you can give me a car. I believe you can open the door. I believe, you know what, you can give me a wife or a husband, but I don't think you can heal me. That's too much for you. You know, that's way above your pay grade. So, you know, I'm going to just keep it like, you know, just in that level. You know, that's, that's a common thing we say. You know what, that's too much for you. I'm going to just get somebody else. You know how sometimes you know somebody, like you, you know someone that, okay, they good, but they're not that good? <laughs> okay, I can, you know, we can, you know, yeah, yeah, sure, you can cut my grass, that's fine. But I'm not going to get you to, you know, fix my plumbing, because plumbing, you're going to flood my whole house. Even though that person might say that they can do it. And in reality, they can. But I don't believe that. You know what? The grass is fine. That is not... You're not going to make a big mess. We can deal with that. So we're not going to go to my plumbing, you know, fix my toilet and cancel all my booking because <laughs> you messed up my plumbing and the house is flooded. And that's what we've been saying. Disobedient. Unbelief. I don't believe you in that area. And I truly believe in this, in that moment right now, part of, in this ministry, we are more so we are growing in those areas. We are maturing in those areas. And it is perfectly fine. That's the only way to, to mature. 
if when you didn't know something, the only way you could know is by not knowing. And if I don't know, then I can actually start figuring out about knowing. Make sense? And I would hope you seek help. It's funny. Um, I wanted to kind of tell you guys a small a little story. It's actually really, really interesting. Um, it opened my eyes. It was a very simple experience, but it opened my eyes just so much. So yesterday, I was in New York. Um, I went to, uh, where was I? I was in Long Island, my brother. Um, I went to, for a business opportunity, and then I went to spend some time with my brother. And, but my brother works out a lot. This brother, he lives in the gym. <laughs> but I only, most of the time when I go to the gym, I just don't run. <laughs> I run, you know, trying to do my little cardio, you know, but... You know, I do a little weightlifting, but I never go all the way because <laughs> I just lift whatever I can lift. If it's too much, then, hey, you know what? Maybe that's not for me. That's for somebody else. <laughs> you have to know what you can do, you know, what your level is. But I've come to realize the interesting thing is most things are in our mind. Of course, it always starts in the mind. If you can mess somebody's mind up, then you can really control them. I come to realize that my brother, he is, he's, I mean, he is an expert. He spent a lot of time in the gym. So this brother be lifting 300. He'd be benching 300. I'll be benching probably in my best day, 80. <laughs> But you know the interesting thing about that, the father now is going to give me a lesson, teach me something. I have so much more ability than I thought I did. I didn't. I have so much ability that I didn't know of. And it's funny because we were talking about this over in the uh, phone uh, prayer line recently, I think it was probably a couple of days ago, how... Um, we need community is important. That's why the Bible creates, the, that's, that's why the Father created as such. We, the certain things, the certain miles, the certain, the next level, you cannot get to the next level by yourself, print link. Amen. The Father created so that you always need somebody. And He will provide the right person. But we just cannot get to the next level by ourselves. That's why He creates the fivefold ministry. Even the world system knows that's why they do what? They get a coach. They even have coach for the prince, for the queens, the president. But most of the time, you know, when you're arrogant, you think you don't need it. But we all need coach. We all need someone to take us to the next level. And sometimes you can even be better than that person. But that area, the father intentionally created where you cannot get there unless you go to that person. They might be the most harshest person. They, can, they might talk harsh to you, rough, whatever. <laughs> but you need them. So I say that to say, so my brother, he's very, he's very, I mean, he's an older brother. So he's, he's you know, a little cocky and everything. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is he had me push 200. He started at 80, okay, my comfort zone. Then he added 25 more each side. 
I don't really know the numbers. But eventually, it was like 200, 250. It was crazy. There is no way on this planet Earth that I would be able to do that by myself. And the interesting thing about that, I, I lifted. It was quite simple. But the only thing is, I wouldn't have pushed myself that far. I wouldn't. And once I pushed it, I'm like, oh, I actually can do that. I can do it. But we can't do things. The Father set it up so that we need each other. Spirit life, university. We need community. We learn from each other. So sometimes we need to get out of ourselves and reach out for help. Either you call for the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the powerful ministry, or hire someone. It's important because that's the only way to get to the next level. And we have to, to get to the next level because if we don't, if we're not moving to the next level, what did we say we are doing? Stagnant. We're moving back. And we're going to read like a few examples about um, in the book of Hebrew. We may not read the whole chapter, but it pretty much talks about the children of Israel. How they never walked into the promise. Why? Because of disobedience. They never rested because of disobedience. And one thing you have to realize, the next level is always right now. It's never five years later. It's right now. It started right in this moment. What is the, because even the word says, today if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. Today. So if you hear a message about, hey, you know what, moving to the next level, being obedient, that is your today. Again, the next level, we are, we, we are, it's inevitable that we move on to the next level. Constantly. The Father's always calling us to a deeper place. To a higher place of praying. You never reach it. And it's not a matter of necessarily, we can be content with where we are, but there's always room for, to grow. There's always a higher level. There's always a next level. There's always somebody that knows better than you. Because when you, have to, when you think about it, when the Bible talks about eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. If you're in it, that means you haven't seen it. If you reach that place, then that's not it because the word says that eyes haven't seen it. So there's always something great that the Father's calling you into. And today is that moment to make that decision to move into it. Always go deeper. Praying, Father, you know what, for, for his will to constantly to take place in your life. Let's read the chapter a little bit. So Hebrew 3, 
7 through 19. You may not read the whole thing, but... Uh, but the whole context of this is literally they don't enter into what the Father had promised them because of disobedience. Today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Don't act like you didn't hear him. He's been telling you about the same thing for 20 years. Yeah, next time I'm going to do it. Next time. 20 years later. Next time I'm going to do it. Next time. And every day of those, every time he's like, do not hear my, do not, do not harden your heart. Don't keep rejecting me. Take action today. Today's your moment. Because I think the one thing often a lot of time we think about is that we have an ideal of, okay, today's the moment I walked in it. But the Father is all about preparation. The moment you start preparing, that's the moment. He doesn't look at the, because sometimes you're preparing yourself for one big day. 20 years for one big moment. So the moment in your mind you think is that big moment, okay, I'm going to make that, it's that it's, okay, a big break. But he's really telling you, hey, that five years in the row, that's the moment because that's part of the preparation. It's not the moment that you have in your mind, okay, that moment that it takes place. It takes place because you've been preparing for that moment. Amen? Verse 8, do not harden... Verse 9. Where are your ancestors ancestors tested and tried me? Though for 40 years <laughs> they saw what I did. They've experienced it. They knew. They seen that man operated doing great things. But again, they only have faith in one aspect. They don't trust him in that other aspect. They obey him in things that make sense into their situation. Okay, we need it, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's hot, it's sunny, so they need some cloud. So they have sun, they, 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 they have faith for that. Yeah. In other areas where that's, they need, but they don't feel like it's necessarily important to their life, they don't, they don't push their faith. Because I think we, we all have the ability the ultimate thing, you know how about, you know, again, with the, the last message we talked about, to make that decision, that ultimate decision is always going to be up to you. To make that, to choose it. Because it's already yours. Salvation belongs to you. So to receive the fullness of your salvation is up to you. Let's read verse 10. That is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declare on oath in my anger they shall never enter my rest. Though that doesn't apply to us. We can miss out. We can miss out. Because there are many, we can miss out on the things that the Father called us, those predestined, whatever he called us, he created us to be. We have the option to choose whether we want it or not. 
He's not going to give it to you more than you desire it. In fact, the word says he's going to seal it. And if you want it, then you'll seek after it. If you want it badly, hey, it's yours. It is yours. What am I going to do with it? (laughs) It's yours, but you have to seek after it. Verse 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart. Again, goes back to that faith that turns away from the living God and again I always let me go ahead and finish this but encourage one another daily community you can't do it by yourself he set it up where you cannot do it by yourself you can't sit at home and grow it's not going to happen Maybe 10%. Maybe 5%. But you can't grow to the full measure. How are you going to get a full measure when the full measure is in the body of Christ? Isn't at the powerful ministry. So you're going to bring them to your house? <laughs> We're not doing that. Uh-uh. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Be encouraged one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be heartened by sin, deceitfulness. Community. There is a calling, there is a purpose in your life. There is none of us that are here without a purpose. If they didn't tell you that, if your parents didn't tell you that, probably didn't even know about that. They might have missed out theirs. But we are all here because there is a purpose. The Father, before he created you, he had an assignment. There is an assignment. There is something that needs to be done, so he created a Renee. Amen. There's ministry to be done because he needs his people, his children, to know about him. He created an apostle. There are people that need to know about their destiny because they're going to be lost. The enemy is going to tell them about many, many, many different things. How they're not worthy. In fact, he's going to blind their mind. So he gives a prophet to see for them someone that has a desire To go in one that doesn't mind spending 10 hours, 5 hours in prayer. Simply for the sake of those who are blinded. (laughs) So there is purpose. There is an assignment. There's work to be done. So you need to get in line. We have to come to, we have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly. To the very end. And again it goes back to. As just has been said. Today if you hear his voice. Do not harden your heart. 
today, if he gives you an instruction, instruction about your next move, be obedient. Don't go back to him about the same prayer when he already gave you the instruction. Don't say that life is unfair when you're not following instruction. It makes no sense. I'm sure he's up there like, okay, really? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear the last one I gave you? You thought, and remind you, I said that the father doesn't say or do anything without intentionally calculated. So you think he's going to give you a dream just because he didn't have nothing better to do? He's not going to do that. He's not us. So we have to be, when we receive instruction from the Father, we have to be mindful of those things. Like, okay, he is very detailed. His word are not vague. My word that goes forth, it will not return back to me. When he gives you a dream, that's a word. A prophetic word, that's a word. When apostle, when, when the message come before, when the word message is preaching, that's a word. That is a word. I don't know how you expect it to come, but that was his word. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you guys the formula. I don't know how much time that I have. Um... What does obedient look like? What does it look like? We need to know. Because ultimately what we're trying to say is in order to get to your destiny, you have to be obedient. Because your destiny is in those obedience moves, those instructions, those small moves, those little dreams. Paul told Timothy, hey, you know what? Every prophecy you receive, Make sure you keep them in the forefront of your mind because in them, there's weapon to defeat the enemy. In those instructions, there is everything you need to get to the next level. So if you avoid 10 of them, you don't know how many business you avoid. You don't know how many war, you don't know how many victory you missed out. But that's the beauty of the Father. Even when we missed out, even when we disobey, his love just, that just never runs out, keeps on giving. Isaiah 1 verse 19, it says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of this land. Only what? What, did, what was the formula? If you're willing and what? That's a, what was the formula? Then, what? You will eat the good of the land. So if you're not eating good, (laughs) okay. Check this out. And this is his formula. He says, write down. The first formula is write down. When the Father gives, we're going to write down. That's your first note. That's your first title for the. That's the first part of your formula, to write down. And I'm gonna say it the French way, Habakkuk. Two verse two, 
to 4. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on a tablet, so he may run who reads it. If the Father gives you an instruction, he's going to tell you write down. Or the next step, the next level comes with a written instruction. When he gives you a dreams, you better write it down. <laughs> because you're going to miss out. You'll forget. The enemy is going to make sure he steal it. Because <laughs> when you write it down and make it, when you write it down, make sure that it's plain. You're trying to start a business. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you write down what you're trying to do. Write down what the father told you. What was the business he told you to start? Write it down. And write it down so clear that anybody... Pastor Caleb can, can read it. So clear that Pastor Caleb can read it. That's what the word says. I didn't write it. Make it so plain on tablet so he may run who reads it. That's when, you know, anybody who sees it can read it, can interpret it, what you're trying to say. If it's not at that point yet, maybe you need to go back. Get help, community. Get help. Because in those, when we write down our details, that's our act of faith. We're being obedient to the Father. We're being obedient to what he says. We're being obedient to the next things. Because until we do that, best believe it, you're not going to get the next one. I've seen it. I've experienced it. <laughs> Verse 3, it says, For still the vision awaited its appointed time. It hastened to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. You have a receipt. When the Father gives you something, if you didn't do your part, you don't have any receipt. You can't go before him. But when you do your part, you have receipts. Father, I did my part. What's up? <laughs> I did my part. What's next? First Timothy 1, verse 18. Timothy, my son, I think I read that one earlier. I've given you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battles well. Write them down. Instruction, write them down. Because you missed out on a lot of great opportunity because we didn't take to heart the last instruction. We didn't take to heart somebody give us something. Oh, it was just something. And you're praying for a breakthrough, and you had 10 breakthroughs. You had 10 great business ideas. He gave them to you. Every good desire that comes in your heart, he puts them there. Not yours, but the good ones, the one he puts there. <laughs> The second formula is planning. <laughs> and we're giving you those formulas because we're showing you the step process 
to being to obedient in faith. Because when the Father gives you something, you're obeying, you're doing your part, that's your act of faith. That's your level of faith. That's what your faith is. That's what the faith action is. Hey, I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm just doing it. He, he told me to do it. I'm doing it. I know that it will come to pass. Luke 14, verse 28. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Plenty. We're showing the Father that I'm faithful. I believe in what you told me. So I am taking notes. I write them down. And now I start planning. I'm planning. And even when, you know, um, we've been, you know, I think last last month or the, the, the whole series that the pastor has been teaching about um, kingdom economic. You cannot receive. The blessing is part of it. All of that is will take place. But you cannot skip that part. In order for the, the kingdom blessings to come, the father is never, uh, Miles Monroe says perfectly, and I love that he says that he will not give you a, a chair, but he's going to give you a tree. And then you have to, out of that tree, you create a chair. The blessing is always going to be in the instruction. He's going to bless the business. As you sowing seed, as you give into people, the business is going to elevate but he's not going to often, I don't want people to have the ideal that, and he can do it. But for the most part, the father is also not in the business of making lazy children. Amen. Where he just give us a million dollars. Can he do it? Of course. Won't he do it? <laughs> but he most likely going to give you something because He's going to give you something so you can help others. So he's going to give you something so you don't get lazy and stagnant. Because believe it or not, when you give anybody, if you, if you don't know how to manage good stewardship, if you don't know how to manage what you have planning, then he's going to give you a million dollars and best believe it, within a month you'll be broke again. But when you are able to take instruction to plan your business out, to follow the step process, because in those process, he's creating also discipline. If you can stewardship that small thing, then you can also steward greater things. So you would not, when the Father gave you instruction, perfect example, you got to plan it out so that you can actually see it Fulfill. So most of the time, the things that we say, that the, those blessings that we are hoping for, I don't think um, they're realistic because the Father also is given instruction on how to go about it. Otherwise, verse 29, if they lay the foundation and is unable to finish the work, everyone who sees it will mock them, will make fun of you. And that, that is his name on the line. The father cares about his reputation. So he's going to give you very defined instruction. He's going to make sure that you do it accordingly, you do it properly. 
Because he glorifies you. When he tells you to do something, he's going to make sure he come, he see it through. Because otherwise, it's his name on the line. His name is on the line. Can you imagine him telling Noah to start a boat and all this stuff and then no rain <laughs> come through? I'm sure the whole nation will look at this brother as a fool. <laughs> they already did. I mean, they would, it would be just a chaos. We would know about the, no other fool that started about, you know, he said he claimed to heard from God. That's what the word would have been. But the father makes sure he sees through everything he told you to do. He's going to make sure that he follow up as long as you take instruction correctly. Verse 31, another example. A what king or on his way to a war with another king will not first sit down and consider whether he can engage with 10,000 men, the one coming against him with 20,000. Instruction. Formula. He's telling you how to do it. He's telling you how to do it. As you're taking those steps, that is you proving your faith. Another verse that the Father gives um, in regards to formula is Proverbs 16, verse 9. In their heart, human plan their course, but Lord, but the Lord established their steps. So we have to be careful when we say we heard from the Father. What did we hear? Because he will tell you according, he's going to tell you what to do. He's going to give you instructions. If he tells you to start a business, he's also going to tell you to get some, either a mentor, read a few books, get some information. If he tells you you're going to be the next thing, Best believe it, there's going to be a lot of instruction coming with, along with it. Because the father's not trying to raise lazy children. Spoiled children. Because you will tell other people that, you know, they're not on your level. Because you prayed enough and then things happen. Of course, prayed, but it's not just praying. There needs some action that needs to take place. And I... I best believe it. He's going to give you some instruction. I can't really see. Um, the next instruction is instruction. The next step is instruction. See how the father does it. He told Joshua to, and again, when the father tells you to do something, he's going to make sure that he gives you defined instruction. Every details he gives you, do not leave it out. You're trying to get to the next level? Be very detailed in what the Father gives you. Joshua 6, verse 3. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read a partial of it. March around the city with all the men of, of war circling the city one time. Do this for six days. What does that sound like? Instruction. Amen? That sounds like instruction. So if you say, if you heard him say anything, the first thing he's going to give you is, is some instruction. If he tells you to do that, you're going to be the next big thing. 
the best, the first thing he's probably going to give you is you need a lot of, he's going to give you a lot of preparation. And those are instructions. And I know myself, I am a perfect example of that. Let's believe it. Ooh, he is on me. <laughs> he's always, if I get five million dreams, it's always about preparing, 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 study, preparing, study, preparing, study. And it's important because he knows, and we mind you, we, we, when we say this, the father intention is for us to get to the next, to, to, to the expected end because that glorifies him. That's his name on the line. That's his reputation. So he wants us to be the, the best. He wants us to be great. He wants us to be great because when the world sees us, he wants, oh, okay, that's Abba's son. That's Abba's daughter. That glorifies him. We need more people in the front line. We need more people in television. We need more people to be famous. We need more people that can represent the Father and at, at the highest level with his character. <laughs> but one often, a lot of time in the body of Christ, we don't want to do the behind the scene work. We don't want to. We want to pray for so many hours, but we do not want to prepare. We don't want to do a part. It's not one or the other. It's both, equally. Equally. Because, what's that saying? In order for you to have a voice, honestly, you got to have a lot of things that is taking place in the world. The reason why they can't, they can't, like a lot of times, there's a lot of things that in the body of Christ or the church with a lot of movements or a lot of things that are completely against the church that takes place in those boardroom is because none of us are there. There's no one to represent. There's no one to to go against it. There's no one, it's, if it's 12 people, it's 12 people of the same mindset. So you can't make an impact, a true impact, when you're not seated in those tables. And the Father wants you to sit in those tables. Because what he say, your gift will, will make room for you. But your preparation will keep you there. <laughs> So that's important. And of course, he says, you know what? Have seven priests carry seven ram of horn in front, in, front of the, in front of the ark. Then on the seven day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the horn. Instruction. So when we don't take instruction, when we missed out, when a lot of... One of the best examples that I found. It's a, actually, it's a very common story, but I, when I read it, I said, we could have easily missed out on the Savior had Joseph and Mary not take proper instruction, not follow through. We could have, right? We could have. On Matthew 2, verse 13 to 23, but we're not going to do all of it, it says, now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. And remain there until I tell you. What was that? Can you imagine the angel told him to move and then he stay there? 
Oh, you know what? I'll do it next month. Okay, you know. That could have easily, we, could, we would have missed out on who? The Savior, on Jesus. For Herod is about to search for the child. There's a search out there to kill you. But because you didn't follow instruction, had he not followed instruction, then humanity would have been in trouble. So we got to take those things serious because when the father tells us something, his word are not vague. He's not telling you because, I like to use that word, but it's actually very true. He's not telling us things because he has nothing better to say. He's telling us because he is being, he's telling us instruction. He wants us to follow through. Your family is still at the place where they are because you didn't do your part. Your friends, your people are waiting on you because you didn't do your part. To close... All those things at the end of the day, when we, take, when we follow that formula of obedience, it shows our faith. It shows that, hey, you know what? I believe in you, not just in partial, but in everything you say. I, can tr- I trust in your word. The true faith, or true faith manifests only in obedience. That's your manif- the manifestation of your faith. You're following through, I'm manifesting my faith. I'm sure because you're doing that, that's what you're telling silently. Your action is speaking for you. What did we say? The level of your obedience is what? Last verse, 1 Samuel 15, verse uh, 22. But Samuel replies, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burning offering and sacrifice of your and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? What do you think the father is more interested in? You can pray for ten hours, that's great, that's beautiful. But if he tells you something and you, you didn't do it. You can fast for five months. Hopefully you'll ask. <laughs> but if you don't follow through with instruction, then what is that? And then, then you go and wait, a hey, father, I didn't see. I didn't see things come through. What happened? Yes, you fasted and he gave you clear revelation. Do this. And you didn't do it. And now you're going back, okay, Father, I didn't see. Well, he didn't see you do your part. <laughs> Samuel replies, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burning offering and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? What is he telling you? What is he telling you about your life that you need to fix? Father, I'm working on it. And he knows that. We are growing. 
but he's still going to tell you to fix that until you fixed it. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Listen. All the sacrifice you can make, that's great, that's awesome. But if you're not being obedient to instruction, to what he tells you, in those sacrifices, then you're pretty much washing your hands and just wiped in the floor. The righteous shall live by faith. Because we are God's children, we are his chosen people, we are righteous, we have to live by faith. Our life, as we, our living, how we're living, determines the level of of our righteousness. Because we are righteous, we live by faith. Because we are righteous children, we are right in his eyes. We practice righteousness We believe. That's part of it. Like we said last week, part of the formula when we enter into that relationship, we can't take partial of it. We can't say, I want this and I don't want that. We understand growth. Growth is part of the process. But when you, when you make up your mind and say that I will not change, I will remain in my way, then you don't need to be in the relationship. Because there's a principle, there's a guideline, there's rules that comes in the prince in, 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 in being in that form in, in the relationship. This is not your company. This is somebody else's company. So because you say you want to be in that company, you have to abide by the rules. You can't set up. You can't work for someone and set up the rules. Also, it doesn't work like that. So as children, as righteous children, faith. It's part of our life. We walk by faith. Everything we do is by faith. We don't have to know what the Father's trying to do. If he tells us, he knows what's best for us. I'm moving. He tells me to jump, hey, he knows what's best for me. He created. This is his plan. So, live by faith, not according to the things you see. If he tells you to pray for 10 hours, hey, you know what? Sister Renee, go and go pray for 10 hours this week. If he gives you a dream, you need to go fast for a whole week. Everything around you may not even make sense with what he just asked you to do. But because he tells you to do it, then he already made provision. Your faith has to act. So, Father, we... Thank you for your word. Father, we ask that your word penetrates in our heart. Because all we want, Father God, is to grow in you more and more. Less of ourselves and more of you, Father. 
So in this moment, Father God, we ask that, Father God, that you remove every barrier, every mindset, every confusion, every thought process, everything, Father, that is causing us, Father God, not to step into the unknown. Because in the unknown, Father God, is where your blessing is. If you told us to do it, Father God, then you already make provision. Our life belongs to you. Then so be it, Father God. If you tell us to take that step, Father God, it's because you know what's best. And whatever the consequence is, Father God, then it is, Father God, for your glory. Whatever the consequence is, Father God, it is, Father God, for your honor. Because you, Father God, called us into the unknown. So, Father God, today, Father, we ask that, Father God, give us a new level of faith in you. Because there are things you call us for a purpose. There are destiny, Father God, to achieve. There are things, Father God, you call us. We can't stay stagnant, Father God. We can't keep going in the same circle, Father God, because there are things to do. People are waiting on us. So, Father, this moment, Father God, I ask, Father God, that you tear down every wall, Father God, that is coming, that is facing, Father God, your children. Every wall, Father God, that is, has blinded our mind, Father God, every past, every hurt, Father God, that keeps us, Father God, stagnant, Father God, in the same place, that is causing us, Father God, not to step, not to take risks, not to take chance, not to try, Father God, not to listen, Father God, to your voice. Because, Father God, some way, somehow, in the past, we might have been hurt, Father God, and then we never want to try new things. We never want to hear, Father God, try a new, and try to go, Father God, to, or try, to, Father God, to obey to your voice, Father God, because we've been there before. That place, it hurts. But, Father, today, in this very moment, in this very hour, you're telling us, try it again with you. The last time it was us, but this time is you, you in it. So because you in it, Father God, there is nothing for us, Father God, to be worried about. There is nothing, Father God, for us to worry. Every hurts, every tears, Father God, you have given us, Father God, beauty for ashes. You have wiped, Father God, all our tears, all our fear, Father God. You have given us, Father God, faith, Father God, for our insecurities, hallelujah. And you say, Father God, this time, we're stepping into the unknown with you. We're not alone. You're right by our side, Father. So we thank you, Father, for your promise. And that, Father, that the one hair out of your children's hair will be removed without your permission. So because of that word, because of your promise, and because of who we are in you, Father, we can trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah.